What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 139. Once again, I am joined by the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm good, family. How y'all guys feel? And when I want to know what's going on with the local TV news beat, there's no director I trust more than my brother, Mr. Mark Powell. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I talk New York City real estate, there's no expert I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. He's known to the world as Mr. Derek Powell, my cousin. What's going on? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you cats doing? We, I'm great. You know, I'm feeling outstanding after, you know, the, the NBA playoffs start this week. My Knicks have clinched fourth place in the playoffs. Nobody thought it could be done but me. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I can't wait for this thing to start. Go New York, go New York, go. <sighs> I, I'm telling you, man, I'm so high. I got my towel right here. I'm ready to go. Ready to go. I, I am so glad that our loyal listeners have been listening and they know you just got on the bandwagon last week. With you on the goddamn bandwagon, we have struggled our last two games to get these wins. We need you back over there with the Nets because when you with the Nets, everybody over there get hurt. Go back with them guys again, man. Leave us alone. (laughs) But Derek, he just said it was just him who had the faith in the Nets. He crazy. (laughs) Supervision is crazy. Come on, supervision is crazy. He the only one. They Everybody got the recordings, man. They know what he's been saying about us. Now he last week, he, the week before, I, I apologize, the week before he jumps on the bandwagon, what happened? We don't get the 10 in a row. Then he gets on it again. We struggled against the two our two last games before we secure fourth. He's been on the Nets bandwagon all year. How many games have the big three played together? He's a jinx. I don't want to have nothing to do with these Knicks. Go back over there with Brooklyn with your auntie. She posted about him. Go back with her, player. I- told you i told you this was a trick to see if y'all were truly mixed fans what i was just trying i was just I, I was double secret undercover just trying to make sure that y'all weren't backsliding and bad mouthing the knicks that's why i was trying to see what y'all was gonna do but apparently you both passed the test good job <laughs> okay uh, oh thank you so much we appreciate that i don't want him over here with us man keith it ain't good Ain't nothing good going to come from this. I'm telling you, if he goes with the Nets, we fine. If he stick with us, it could be an early playoff exit, man. I, I think we need to take a vote from our fans. We want him off the New York Knicks bandwagon. I'm going blue and orange only. <laughs> <laughs> and how far in your closet you had to search for that? 1973, 72? Oh, God. It's hanging right in front of, as soon as I open the closet door. There it is. There's the <laughs> okay. This no, I got no, I don't have the 72 one. I got the 99 one. I was there, I got my towel. It's right, it's right there. Uh-huh. This is okay, ridiculous, um, man. Yeah, okay. Next next thing you know, his brother jumping on the bandwagon. He I don't bottom. jump ship. I saved my team <laughs> through thick and thin. I went through a lot of thin with those boys. So I'm I don't I don't jump ship for any team I have. All right. Well, well you in trouble this year because he's Knicks. Definitely gonna take the layout. So yeah. I ain't worried about it. Good job. Good luck. Good luck. Go New York. I don't like I don't I don't like this. I'm not feeling good, fans. I'm not feeling good today, man. You know, I was good. I wasn't good until supervision started talking this nonsense about his team and he's been the only one. It's just not a good sign. It's not a it good sign. It sounds to me like you getting you know, like your legs are getting wobbly and you getting you getting nervous. You make it a wobbly. Like you, you, you sound you sound like you're not really a true Nick fan, is what it sounds like to me. 
No, I'm a true fan. You are making me nervous. This is not good. This is more than nervous energy, man. A guy like you who switches teams, you know, like I switch socks, man. It's just not a good look, man. You know, you you were Brooklyn until three weeks ago. Now you talk about it's a secret undercover test and all this foolishness, conspiracy. Go back to the Brooklyn Nets. Be a conspiracy with them. We want to win. We trying to win over here on 33rd Street. Thank you, man. It sounds like you're doubting my team, and it's really starting. I'm a little. I'm, I'm, I'm actually disappointed. You. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed you. in you. Is what I am. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> We're disappointed in you. You, you rave about the Nets, Thank dog you. the Knicks, and now yep. you want to come back home. Now oh. you want to come back. <laughs> We're not taking you. We changed the locks. You can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't I'm need sorry, that. But I'm here, for the, I'm, I'm here for the long run. So here we go. Uh, speaking of basketball, the Hall of Fame ceremony happened um, this past week, you know, and, and it was a it was a really great class. I I, I think, you know, as we're in 2021. 2020, February 2020 seems like a long, long, considering all we've gone through in the past year, it seems like a long, long, long time ago. But it was just last year when we lost Kobe Bryant and 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 good on the NBA for 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 getting him in um, this year and 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 celebrating not only his 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 basketball life but his 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 human life um and uh it was a great class he joined uh Tim Duncan and KG Kevin Garnett and and as the I guess the 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 featured stars being admitted to the NBA Hall of Fame and and I, I just you know asked the room what what your take is I'll start with you uh Derek I tell you, uh, I believe it was a, a great class. Um, I love the speeches. Um, Kevin Garnett, uh, he, to me, he did a really a good job. He spoke and he thanked Kobe. He thanked Tim Duncan because they brought out the best in him when he competed against them. He he kind of, uh, you know, he stayed on Timmy, you know, Timmy a little while because they played the same position. And uh, they both pushed each other and he spoke about how, you know, knowing that he had to play against Tim and Tim, you know, Tim is tough. Tim is going to bring it to him. Um, Tim, uh, not Tim, KG. Um, yeah, Tim talked about Pop, but Pop, you know, Popovich, that's the coach to the uh, to our fans. Pop didn't want to be acknowledged, but you had to acknowledge him. He talked about coming over from the uh, from the islands and, you know, coming to America and learning the game. But, you know, there was a and it was a bit of controversy to uh, to me. Uh, Lala, Lala was there for folks. And we, I got to take people back. I got to, I got to, I got to, uh, Lala's married to Carmelo Anthony. When KG was playing with Boston and KG is known for notorious trash talking. He told Mello, your wife tastes like, what is it? Honey, honey roasted nuts or something like that. Honey nut Cheerios. Carmelo got so angry after the game, he went on the the Boston bus. They had to hold him back. He want to he want to fight KG. These are professional athletes. So, is he going on the bus because he does taste like honey nut Cheerios, or he's going on the bus because of the amount of disrespect? that KG showed to him as a man. And I, I understand Lala wanted to be there to support Vanessa, but 
Carmelo is your husband. So I I, I wasn't sure. I, I, me, I wouldn't wanted her to attend if I was Carmelo. My my opinion. <laughs> That's well, just it is me. interesting. I mean, you know, it certainly is. I mean, but I, I, you would think Carmelo would have went after uh, my man on power before he went after uh, leave KD. Tommy, leave Tommy out of it. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy should be worried about, K, about, about Carmelo. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Um, well. see, now, remember, that's television. Okay. Maybe, and I don't want to put this out here, maybe KG knows. I don't know. But he took he took offense where he had to be restrained where he tried to see KG. And just imagine KG sitting on the bus laughing, knowing that he can't get at him. That's even more, you know, it gets you more excited. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But I thought she should have stayed home on that one, though. Hmm. She was Keith? supporting her friend. Um, Lala was supporting Vanessa Bryan. Um, she gave a very nice speech about her husband. Uh, she had Michael Jordan by her side. And her daughter wore the jacket that Kobe would have won, would have worn that uh, at the um, ceremony. Also, I enjoy Bobby Dandridge. I don't know if uh, the youth of today yeah. remember this cat from the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't. He gave business out there. Bobby Dandridge was a smooth, Bobby nice ball out. player. Yeah. yeah, he, him, and um, Keith Wilkes or Jamal Wilkes—they call him now. One of the smoothest small oh. forwards out there playing ball at the time. And it took him a long time to get in there. He should have been in there a long time, but he got in by the uh, Veterans Committee. But he was a, a hell of a ball player. He gave business out there. Now, I remember, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, you're going way back. But, yeah, Bobby, Bobby D, baby. Bobby D definitely has. has I thought he – didn't he play for, for um, Washington for a hot minute too? I thought – or am I mistaken? No, he played for Milwaukee. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, you know, it get, is he yeah, HBC, I think he's an HBCU grad, right? I'm not sure. Bobby Dandridge? I thought for some reason I had him at um, uh, Norfolk State. Maybe I got that wrong. We'll have to check with our research department. Oh, I already did. He is Norfolk State. Don't worry about that. I'm the research department. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts, Mark? Yeah, Norfolk State he played for. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good class. I mean, uh, it, it was a good class. I mean, it, it, I wish, I, I really wish that obviously Kobe could have been. I would have loved to see what his speech would have been like. Uh, I think it would have probably been. This is going to sound weird. Jordan S. Meaning he wouldn't. I mean, like Jordan just put 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 uh, put hits on everybody. He wouldn't have done that. But it would have been sort of like you know reflective because he's a thoughtful guy. It would have been playful and it would have been also sort of challenging. It would have been it would have had the whole gambit of the things that he that he was and had become. So it would have been kind of cool to see him have the speech. I do have a little question for you guys since we're since we're talking about these kind of th- these three. I mean, obviously there are other Hall of Hall of Fame inductees, but nobody cares about them. The big three here. <laughs> if you're starting a team, well, Keith just cared about 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 Dandridge, Bob Dandridge. I yeah, mean, you know. whatever. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. Oh, I mean, we, we, no reason to have this conversation is because it was those three guys. Keith, old ass, brought the up, brought But if he, you know, if he so wasn't here, we would, oh my if goodness. he wasn't here, we wouldn't even, nobody even knew he was going in the Hall of Fame <laughs> to, to old Papa said, hey, guess what? You remember him and his Chuck Taylor? So if you're starting a team right now, no, you're starting a team with, with the three guys, the three highlights, KG, 
Duncan, and Kobe. But you started a team in 2010. So I picked 2010 because that's sort of the period where the big man was still valid and he hadn't gone totally three crazy yet, but they were shooting some more threes. And at that time, Duncan and, and Kobe were still winning championships I mean, towards the end. But was, who would you pick between those three guys? Starting a team, knowing what you know, like 2010 rules. Like I said, you know, big man still valid. Threes are starting to happen. You know, that kind of scale. Who you going? Who you picking? Kobe. If I'm just, yeah, I mean, you start with Kobe. You start, that's the alpha and the omega. I'm, I'm going with Tim Duncan. Yeah, I, rebound, I would, scoring, and he plays Kobe. defense. He's blocking shots. He's giving yeah. me everything I need. I, I, my first instinct is to go Kobe. Like was Kobe, but then I just keep. If you start, you know, looking at Duncan's career and what he was, and he's, he's a big fundamental. I mean, he's. he's I mean, he's he so. I mean, he wasn't like. I mean, he scored. He played defense. He, he, he did everything. Great. I mean, so did Kobe, but I mean, it's like, that's why I said 20, like, like now if I'm starting a team now, then I go Kobe because it's much more guard play. But 2010, big men still were valid. They weren't like they would, you know, like now they're like, they're true like dinosaurs. I mean, you had guys who had changed their careers to still be in the league. But, uh, but, I, but it's, I'm probably going to lean towards Kobe because I'm more guard oriented. But if you gave me Duncan, I wouldn't be like, oh man, you know, that's such a ripoff. I, he he was so dominant that people I think kind of sleep on him. And KG was good, but it, we we talking about those two guys. Those are, I mean, the best ever power forward and the second best two guard. Probably, I think would would it. I don't that's think that's like much a of an 1A, argument. One A, yeah, it's like a one one A. Yeah, I think. I, you know, here's why I'd say Kobe as as if I because the the key phrase here is if you are starting a team. Yeah. Well, I'm a if I'm a team owner. I want to sell them Kobe jerseys. I want to sell that. Ex- <laughs> I want to sell that excitement because you know Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, was as you said, he is is probably arguably one of the greatest power forwards to ever played a game. But he's not getting the excitement element going on. People are not rushing out to see Tim Duncan, but you will have them lined up around the block to see Kobe Bryant. And if I want to make sure I'm making money on my my franchise, I want a Kobe Bryant. And then also with with Tim, who is a, a a phenomenal player, but it was just like basic, you know. You 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 need him the nourishment, but there was nothing exciting. You know, Kobe's gonna give you the the, the mustard, the ketchup, the onions, the sauerkraut on that hot dog, you know. And it's you know he it's just it was just too much that he did, and he got his own shot because he handled the ball, and he's six six. I'm going with Kobe. And um, I just want to correct. I want to correct supervision. He said that uh, it's one and one a. No, Michael's one, Kobe's two. There's no one a when it's Mike. Mike is one. That's all. But I I stay with Tim because Tim had the nice outside shot. He could uh, post you in in, um, down low. He's he was uh, excellent on defense. Yep. He he ran the floor like a deer, and he was just smooth. I know he didn't have the the excitement of Kobe, you know, doing this and that. But Tim was steady and he was reliable, and you couldn't beat that for a big man. Who gonna I mean, get him the ball? Well, Kobe won't give him the ball if they're on the same team. <laughs> they're not gonna be on the same team. That's my point. Kobe can take it coast to coast. He didn't Shoot. need no help, and he played defense and shut you down. I'm going Kobe. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, this is 2010, though. This is this is not like they they still threw the ball into the into the post. And Kobe did work in 2010. I, it's well to 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 your point about one and two. Had if 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 Phil Jackson could have kept. Shaq and Kobe together, then we wouldn't be talking about no, six no, rings for and Jordan was, and five for Kobe. It wasn't. It wasn't Phil. You know, it, it, you. I don't want to slander the dead, but you can't put your man in your personal business with your woman. That's what separates them. This ain't got nothing to do with no, what? no, no, no Phil trying to keep it together. You, you can't. You just couldn't mend that. That couldn't be mended. I, I, I'm lost. Uh, uh, hey, Slander the dead because I don't know what story you're talking about here. <laughs> Are you serious? Remember when Kobe got hemmed up in in Denver with the chick? Yeah, and he said I should have did like Shaq. Oh, okay, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. now you remember? Oh, I know you do. Well, I, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. Well, and what well, you got to and, and what supervision needs to realize? This is not like an isolated incident when players separate each other over you know, habitual line stepping. Derek Fisher, <laughs> Derek Fisher overstepped the boundaries with Matt Barnes, right? Matt <laughs> Barnes <laughs> put a foot to that ass. We still don't know where Roy Hibbert of the Indiana Pacers is after Paul George <laughs> stepped to his woman. Roy Hibbert has not played basketball the way he's supposed to play, and he just left the league. He gone. So that, Phil couldn't keep them together, supervisor. Not when it comes. No, to no, no. I mean, make a great point. You you, you missed out on, on on a great trifecta: Jimmy Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, and Jason oh, Kidd, oh, and Tony yeah. Braxton. Isn't it something? What is she about five three, five four? How you just if mess that. up? If that all three and man, that was some three together in the Dallas Mavericks. Man, oh man, she drove all three of them crazy. I guess what's that record? The girl is mine with Michael Jackson in them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> But on this oh, note, guys, <laughs> you think of this. If Michael Jordan didn't stop playing basketball over the death of his father, mm-hmm. if the guy, uh, the general manager of the Bulls at that time, remember Jerry from the Krause. La- Jerry Krause from the last Krause. dance, would have hired, would have um, kept them guys together instead of breaking them up, Michael probably would have won more championships. It, yeah, that's probably, but remember, that's not Krause. Krause is only doing what his boss tell him to do. He uses the GM. Yeah. I mean, Kraus is only, he's the mouthpiece. You, if you work for somebody, you just do it. You do what they tell you to do and you take all the fallout for it. So Reinsdorf was tired of paying that bill. He was the one that broke it up, but it but was they easy. they championships, man. They would have won more. Not, not everybody who, not everybody is Steinbrenner. Some people are just, they're in the business to make money. And if they happen to win, that's good. Steinbrenner was the complete opposite. He was in the business to win. If he happened to make money, that was good. So that right. everybody's, I mean, that's, he's an anomaly. I mean, I guess uh, maybe um, what's that boy in Dallas, uh, uh, Jones, he's probably like that too, a little bit where I'm going to spin, spin, spin. He's spinning it wrong, but he's not spinning it. He's not trying to hold into every dollar. You know, he's, right. he's, his aspect is I'm trying to win no matter how much it costs me. Some guys, Listen, I mean, this is a well. We know what's that boy, uh, the the old Clipper uh, owner. He was in the first. Oh, you care less than Donald Sterling. They, if they never won, as long as he made a dollar, he was happy. Well, see, yeah, there's a Jerry Jones and and the and the George Steinbrenner philosophy where where the idea is for them, these teams are toys. They're 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 
billionaires and these this is the billionaires and their toys and their teams with their toys and they wanted the they wanted to win just like people that race horses they wanted that toy or that team to win and they had no problem spending whatever it took for them to win versus other, like a guy like uh Reinsdorf who was more concerned with the bottom line and just I want to be profitable I'm not you know I don't care if we we never win again as long as the team is making money although I don't think he understood that if the team is winning you are by its very nature making money because it's must see TV it's must see basketball it's 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 good ratings and everything else uh moving on from that uh, you had a point mark about uh who should be and who should not be in the Hall of Fame and Keith you know started the segment talking about uh Dandridge Bob Dandridge Dandridge but you uh you brought up another guy that you were Curious about, uh, yeah. Um, Rudy T, who's also inducted in this, in this past thing, um, kind of gave a shout out. Now, I understand he's taking it for his guys. I, I have no problem with what Rudy T, Rudy Tom, Rudy Tom Jonovich said because he's taking it for his guys, and you always want your coach to take up for your players. And he said, Hey, Robert Orey should be in the Hall of Fame, to which I say, Hell no, because he's not a Hall of Famer. And the problem with the Basketball Hall of Fame is that. Everybody's a Hall of Famer, and that stupid Hall of Fame. It's, it's the worst Hall of Fame around. So I had a question for you guys. I was saying, career-wise, whose career would you want? Robert Ory's, Mr. Seven Rings, but he's not really driving the ship. Or a Carl Malone, who's obviously a Hall of Famer, you know, Dream Team, 50, you know, that kind of. Whose career would you want? Um, if you're coming to me first, I, I, I want the seven rocks on my hand. I, I want to be known as a winner, like I am known as a winner. I'm a winner. That's it, man. I'm a goddamn winner. Uh-uh. I'm on the team. I'm winning. I'm getting rings. That's me. And you got to remember, they call him Big Shot Bob for a goddamn reason. He may, he, maybe he ain't hit but three baskets all game, but one of those baskets got them to win. I'm okay with that career, man. Uh-uh, uh-uh. He's Big Shot Bob. I want the seven rings. I want to be... If you ever watch TNT on Thursday, they always on Barkley because he ain't got none of them rocks on his hands. You got to have some rocks on your fingers. I want, I'm, I'm going yeah, to I mean, be Yeah, exactly. Good point, Derek, because even, even 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 Kenny Smith got two rings. Was kinda, was, was, who was a great basketball player, by yeah, the people, way. People, yeah, people, people forget. forget that boy. He's a baller. He it's, was a great basketball player. In, Cali, in but, spite of his knees. In spite of his knees. That's why they tied together. Yeah, he could ball. <laughs> You know, uh, and that was the thing. I mean, once once the injury started happening to his, uh, uh, clearly to his lower extremity, <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of ended his career. But uh, he, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Bishop, yeah, Bishop Lockley, he, he, Kenny Smith could Archbishop ball. Malloy, yeah. Yeah. Bishop Malloy, yeah, Bishop Malloy, he he could he could straight up ball, uh, and he's got a ring. But you wouldn't. No, he's got two rings. Say it was two, two rings. rings. Two rings. Yeah, with But you would never say he was a. He he had the potential to be a Hall of Fame talent. Um, Versus, you know, a guy like Carl Malone, whose talent was was unquestioned, but he but got no rings. He got no rings. It's like Patrick Ewan and Charles Barkley and 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 a bunch of other guys that played in the Jordan era. That was that was the thing when you played in the Jordan era. Mm-hmm. You know, your chances were few and far in between. I mean, you know, if you think about the 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 that 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 period of the nineties, who broke through? I mean, we talk about Kenny. Smith's two rings with Akeem. Akeem got two rings in the time that Jordan was gone, right. essentially. Yeah. So, well, the Knicks could have won, but 
you probably was talking about them Star. then and, and uh, messed us up with John Starks. Three for 17. Yeah, nah, but I, you know what uh, I was, I'll tell you what I was saying back then. I was saying, why is Roe Blackman uh, nailed to the bench, Pat Riley? Get him off the bench. Yeah. Oh, you were saying, saying that? Yep. But, but with the Carl Malone thing, remember, he's, he's the second all-time leading scorer. Uh-huh. He is, until Duncan came along, he was considered the best power forward of all time. Mm-hmm. What, top top uh, 50 player? Did he top 50 or 75? Yeah, yeah. Whatever they did, that thing. He has, I mean, he is an all-time great. Robert Ory had a couple of big shots. I know they call him Big Shot Robert. But he was never driving the ship. He was never a guy that you were like, we got to – we got to shut that guy. Because like, remember, in all the teams, it was uh, when he was with San Antonio, you got to deal with Duncan, Robinson, mm-hmm. um, Mano, Parker. Oh, yeah. So by the time you done scrambling around, and then this guy essentially sitting out on the wing, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we get to Robert Ory. And obviously with the Lakers, you know, Shaq and Kobe. Um, and Elijah Wilder. Oh, and, and yeah, so you never had to game plan for Ory. So he can he could take those shots. And I guess the, the credit is, at least he was willing to take shots. But he could take the shots. With ease, because if he, if he missed them, well, big deal. They're going to blame Elijah for that loss. They ain't going to blame Robert Ori. But if he makes him, he becomes a hero. So I'm saying I, he I is think a hero I, because he made him. He is yeah, but hero. I think I would want to have – be considered one of the all-time greats and, heck, the number two scorer of all time at that point. I mean – and he wasn't shooting threes either. I mean, I don't think Carmelo made a three in his nah, whole life. Uh, let, me, other let, me just say this. let me just say this. I've been to Grand Cayman, uh, the Bahamas, uh, and Cancun on a cruise. I was not driving the boat, but I did go to paradise riding with somebody else <laughs> driving the boat. So you don't have to drive the boat to be a winner. That's what I'm just saying. I'm just going to leave it right there. Okay. Oh, you take God. the seven, you take the seven on the fingers, baby. <laughs> That's right. You know, when you, when you, when you, when you stick that hand out and you got all these rocks on your fingers, I mean, it's, you know, it's a beautiful don't day. nobody know Carl Malone when Carl Malone walking, walking, walking to his local Louisiana bar. You know what I'm Hey, I mean, and stats are made to be broken, so he might not stay up there too long. Mm-hmm. Somebody's willing to take his spot. But with the rings, they it's hard getting seven rings. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I see what you're saying. And again, I mean, I, I guarantee you uh, Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley would, and Carl Malone and John Stockton would all like to say, I got one rock. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Big Shot Bob has got seven. I mean, did he deserve all seven? He, no, he was right place, right time. But, you know, I mean, he got him. So uh, that's just that's the way it is sometimes. Um, I wanted to I wanted to t- take a, a different turn because th- for for about a year and some change now, I've been called all kinds of choke bud smoking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because of an incident that happened when I was a child at this boarding school. I'm watching 60 Minutes yesterday, and it's all over the news today. Yeah, I've seen it, Anthony. Apparently, the United States Navy and the U.S. government has been aware that there are UFOs out there, and they're starting to get a little freaked out about it because one Navy dude said that off the coast of Virginia, down there at Virginia Beach, Norfolk Naval Air Station, they said they saw UFOs every day. And then there's the, the I think you saw the episode, right, Keith? And yes, they, I saw and it. Two, two Navy pilots who talked about what they saw. They, they they tracked it and saw it, and they not only saw it themselves, but then they heard from other guys who were also flying out, flying miles, about 60 miles away from right, who also right. saw the same thing. So 
I say all that to say I was not high. I was right. Told um, you. Listen to me. Um, and if we're going to report the news, we need to report all of the news. Weed is legal now. Everybody <laughs> getting goddamn high. This ain't no coincidence. The this minute, happened. The, the minute weed started getting legal, everybody puff, puff given. Now everybody's seeing UFOs. Nobody want to talk about the weed being legal, though, right? But, Derek, this happened in, what, 20, 20, 2015, if I'm correct, Anthony? And they reporting yeah. it now because they hide. They because knew it. Because just like you, people wouldn't believe it. And their right they frame. Had- in their right frame of mind in 015, they knew they couldn't report that nonsense. But now that they all getting high, yeah, man, ain't it something with the situation, these UFOs, and they puffing? Yeah, I see it too, baby. Now everybody getting high. You know, goddamn UFOs. Don't believe Listen, me. they have videotapes of this, Dirk. The guy said, the, um, I forgot his name, but he, he went down to see what it was. He said as he was going down, it was coming up. And when they got together, it just disappeared in front of their eyes. And the uh, the young lady, uh, was a, what, what? <laughs> the young lady that was the other pilot, she said yes. Then they realized it was it was sixty miles away from where they were. The same exact um, UFO. Right. That's what I'm saying. It was spotted by another group. So what happened right. was it, it, when he when he went down, he was, he went in a spiral in a big circle to try to get low. And again, these are the F-18s. This is like the, the Navy's top fighter right now. Uh, so he went down low. Uh, he was spiraling down. He said that the thing started matching his movements, and it was coming up. It got right in front of him, and it accelerated at, a, at such a rate that he said it disappeared in front of his eyes. And then it showed up on radar for, from another group of fighters 60 miles away. And I don't think they were smoking dirt. I will they were say, the jet. this UFO story my brother told on Gosh, like one of the early podcasts, he told me years ago, like when it, that's when, probably when he got, probably, yeah, when he got probably. back, he's like, he told me. So I've always believed the story because I also believe we're not the only accident in the universe. It's just too big to think we're the only one where this, where life has happened. I so I've always believed that story. I I, I believe it too. I told you I saw it um, in Lafayette Gardens. So I was coming home one night. The thing shot across the sky. I know it wasn't no shooting star. See. <laughs> So it's the only person that don't believe it is the is athlete. Is the athlete on the call? I I, couldn't, I wasn't getting high. Okay, I had to take care. I had to take care of my body. I wasn't getting high. Listen, so I they, see when it. they beam up your house tonight, you be calling us there. Yeah, exactly. You see, if you see something floating over your house out there in the suburbs, don't uh-huh. call me saying, "What do I do? How do I handle this?" Listen to me. Ain't no way I'm calling the bamboo roller Chiba smoker about no help about no goddamn UFO. I'm not doing it, man. Uh-huh. I, if I'm driving, I see it, I get on board. But right now, I haven't gotten on board. And uh, I, I ain't been toting, you know, doing that thing. So, hey, I, you know, I ain't see it yet. But um, kudos to uh, you three uh, for seeing the. U- oh, no, Mark didn't see it. He just believed the story that his older brother told him when he probably was about eight or nine. I got I, you. Well, that's true. But also, I believe that it's just impossible to think this vast space. We're the only planet with what we deem as humans. That okay. just seems impossible to have. We're, we're the only accident in all this space. It just seems impossible to me. Only form of intelligent life when there's billions and billions of stars, which yeah. means that there's billions, mo- mega billions of planets surrounding those stars. And, you know, it, it, there are a lot of planets they're saying now that are in what they call the Goldilocks zone, which is uh, 
close enough to the sun where it's warm enough to support life, but not too far away where it's too cold. So it's right in the in the in the in the in the, in the sweet spot. They say there's a bunch of planets that that are there. It's just, I mean, uh, why can't? Why is it hard to believe? I, I, I don't, I don't understand. You talking about the ultimate uh, Debbie Downer and in, uh, in in the athlete over here? Of course, he's gonna go crap on you with that one. Listen to me, Mark. Do you have any sort of proof besides a story, a tale, a fable that was told to you when you was a child? I have no proof. But I just have what I think is, is a logical. A you logical had your bro- you had explanation your of what happened. No, no, oh. well, that, but also, it just seems logical to think, like you said, is if you you missed your brother when he when he was away at school, right? <laughs> I did. <laughs> hey, hey, Keith, I did but- hey, Keith, he came home. He was so he was so excited. So Anthony played him. Hey, come over here, little fella. Let me tell you what just happened to me. <laughs> so, so explain your brother then, because who, who believes the exact same story? Explain your brother then, since I missed my big brother. Explain why your brother feel the same way that I did. And I'm, yeah. and I'm going to tell you, and I'm glad he said this on the pro- the podcast, he's in a relationship with Juanita that Juanita doesn't know about. How the hell are we going to trust him? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you really going there with me with this guy? <laughs> he's dating Juanita and Juanita don't know she dating him. And we didn't find out <laughs> on the podcast Man, that put that on the, the The supervisor asked him, he says, well, well, did you date? Nah, man. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so no. So that's why I. That's why my brother say. My brother say anything. He don't know. He don't know right now. He don't know. Remember, I saw just, what I saw, Derek. Okay, all right. I, I'm Shoot just across the sky. There. I'm just putting it out there. We need to be careful of the people that we're going to for this this sort of information. That's all I'm saying. Well, we we talking about the the United States Navy. We talking about the Department of Defense. We're talking about people who the Pentagon admitting now something that they and I you know the thing that gets me about it is the fact that I think they're they're, they're trying to ease this story out because I think a shoe is about to drop. They're trying to ease the story out, just you know floating it out there on sixty minutes and you know they brought it out. I mean uh, I talked about it on on you know one of the earliest podcasts I did uh, when I was talking to to the guy from Mufon. I think that they're trying to ease this story out to kind of lay the groundwork, prepare people for something that's about to break. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because there's no reason for them to be admitting this after all these years, after they've been denying it forever. You know, Project Blue Book going back into the 50s and 60s and forever they've been trying to deny it, saying it's swamp gas or it's a weather balloon and all this. Now they're saying, nah, we got the videotape. We got the, the the gun cameras. We got the radar images. We got the forward-looking infrared images of these of these devices, and we don't know what it is, and we're concerned about it because ain't nothing we can do to stop them from coming in here. Mm. That's all. I don't know. I mean, mm. you, know, you don't have to believe it, but like I said, if they beam you up, don't ask the ball no no alien cell phone to call me because I, <laughs> I ain't answering. Derek, who? Yeah, when Mort calls, I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm sorry, I can't take the charges. <laughs> do what you gotta do with them, you know. Go ahead, give them that that that, that sexual probe, find out what's going on. I, I ain't nothing I can do. If they beam me up, you know, I had that Cali Bud with me though. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, it's it's you know, it, it could happen this summer. I mean, uh, the, the the weather is getting nicer and and. Everybody is a mandated reporter because everybody's got a cell phone. So, you know, again, I think that's what's starting to happen, too. I think that's another reason is because everybody on the planet has a cell phone. If I had a cell phone 
during my event, it would have been recorded. People would, people would then have to debate what they saw, whether they saw what I saw or not, but it would have been recorded. But there was no cell phone to reach for way back, you know, in, in, in the late 70s. Um, but, but you know, it, it's it, to me, I just find it fascinating. I've always been fascinated by it, especially since that event. It is always kind of um, when I watch and I see other shows and I listen to the stories that are being described, it, there's a lot of familiarity, a lot, a lot of similarity um, to what's being said. Um, before we go, the city has released, uh, I guess the, the, the federal government has, has started to relax some of these COVID restrictions. We were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, the fact that, you know, we got our shots and we're all vaccinated, but you're still kind of, you know, operating as though nothing has changed. And we were wondering, you know, about the fact that they have not, people are still not getting shots. People are still not doing what they have to do to get us to herd immunity. And it becomes frustrating when you have to wear a mask because other people don't want to get a shot. Um, but Mark, you were saying that, that, that they released the, um, they relaxed the 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 the, the mask mandates. Yeah, and um, what they're saying is, <clears throat> first of all, if you have a shot, if you're, if you're fully vaccinated, if you're outside, you don't have to wear a mask. That's sort of like a, and that always makes sense because the whole point of, if I could dine outside because the whole you know obviously space would make it less likely I'm going to catch COVID. They're still suggesting if you're indoors in like a, uh, say a grocery setting or some kind of setting that's not like a personal home that you know people, they suggest you wear a mask. And my question was, the Yankees had a bunch of players slash team officials or whatever traveling, and eight guys wound up getting COVID. One of the guys was Glaber Torres, who's the shortstop for the Yankees. He got, uh, he couldn't play because he had, he was under COVID restrictions or whatever the heck they call it. Quiet. Just kept. He ain't been playing anyway. That boy's been yeah, striking out all year long. It's crazy. <laughs> Gosh, swinging this, over swinging the no-co. So Damn, the oddity with him was he'd gotten COVID this past December. So obviously he has the antibodies. And then he also got the shot. So my point was, here's a guy who's got COVID in December, developed the antibodies, got the shot, and then still gets COVID. So if you're one of those people who are anti-vaxxers or are you saying... I'm not sure. I'm waiting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's almost like energy to prove your point of why am I going to get a vaccine if these people, this person in particular, COVID shot and he still got it. Why am I getting a vaccine? And I think that makes it harder to to get to the herd immunity because if everybody, if too many people have that mentality or that thought process, we're never going to get there. And I, that's also like just a simple curiosity. My point, like, yeah, what's you know, we all have the shots. And this guy is essentially the double whammy. He has the, the 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 COVID himself and the shot, and he still gets it. Now he has no symptoms, he's asymptomatic and all that stuff, but it still seemed like, damn, I did all this and that still happened. Well, they they say that that that's that it's a possibility. They were, in fact, they were talking about the Yankees and, and the fact that they got that many play uh, people on the travel team actually developed or had COVID. The the shot is not to prevent you from ever getting COVID. There's the, you know, if you got whatever vaccine you got, if you got Pfizer, it's ninety five percent. If you got Moderna, it's ninety four percent. If you got J and J, I think it's down into the seventies or the eighties. So there's a possibility that you can get COVID. What the shots do is prevent you from dying from yeah. COVID. So yeah. that because uh, I know a couple of people who 
who have gotten COVID since they got the shot. One person got the J&J and, and they have COVID, but it's like more like a, a head cold than it is, you know, dying on a respirator. So that was always what what my motivation was for, for getting the shot. It was not so I would never get COVID. It was so that COVID wouldn't take me out if I did get it. Um, so in one regard, yeah, it's working. The fact that Gleyber Torres had it, uh, back in December, and that he did not develop um, a severe case, and that he got it again, and, and a, now it looks like a third, you know, got the shot, and now he's got it again, even with antibodies and the shot, and he's still uh, asymptomatic. Doesn't you know? He's testing for it. Yes, they can find the virus in him, but he's not going to be really, really ill. It's the same thing, I think, in a lot of ways uh, with the HIV drugs, the new HIV uh, drugs, where people can get. Um, who, who who take the uh, the new drug regimen, they get the virus load so uh, low in the body that you can't really pass it on uh, to your partner through sex. I mean, which is a lot different than it wow. used to be. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's I, I think with with these shots, with these vaccines, and I, and I truly believe this, we're going to be taking booster shots and modified. COVID vaccine shots forever because I don't think the disease is going away anytime soon. I think it's just going to morph and, and mutate into more and more variants. And I think now we just have like a baseline treatment and we're going to have to get booster shots almost like we get the flu shot. Like I get, I get a flu shot every year. So I think wow. that's what it's going to so, be with the, with, with the COVID shot. So, so basically, if I'm hearing you correct and what has been said, even though we get the shot, you know, we 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 are still susceptible to the virus, but that just makes us all asymptomatic people because we can still pass it on to other people. If I'm correct, right? Well, I, yeah, that was that's that's why they tell you. They say like, you know, that's what we was talking about last week. If say the four of us, because we were talking about going out to dinner, let's say the four of us were all vaccinated, fully vaccinated, but we go out to dinner with uh, an unnamed Powell. Who happens to be a big, <laughs> big Patriots fan? If we go out to dinner with that individual, who has not gotten a shot, and we're all carrying, we can pass it on to him um, very easily. So we can pass it. We, you know, even though we're not going to get it, we can all be carriers. We can be carrying it right now. I mean, unless you've been COVID tested recently, it's possibility that you're carrying it right now, but you're not suffering any symptoms because, again, the vaccine is doing what it's supposed to be doing. So, yeah, you can get it. You can pass it along to somebody who's not vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated and they're susceptible to severe disease, it could be a problem. So that's why they're telling us, you know, the, I guess to still wear masks indoors if, you know, you're in a, in a public I, space. It's not, yeah, it's not to protect necessarily protect you, but it's to protect other people from you. Yeah, but then they give the mixed sign, you know, Wear masks, don't wear masks. Those who are vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks. But then you still have the other elements of people who, who are not vaccinated and they still do not wear masks. So wh- where does it, um, I, the, the level ground is? Because there there is none. I don't think there's level. I think you just, think you just do, we're all vaccinated. We're in, if we go into an indoor setting, we wear a mask. And if people want to sit there in line and say, yeah, I got vaccinated. And meanwhile, they haven't then that's on them, but I'm going to protect, I'm going to do my best to protect my fellow citizen. And again, I guess protecting myself because obviously if, if Glaber got it with the double, da- double dip, then I'm, 
I'm just as susceptible to it. So I think we'll just continue to do what we always did. And, and hopefully come 2022, we get, I guess, either enough people finally say, okay, fine, I'll do this. It's, it's a year. Nobody's, you know, we, we got it down so that come 2022, we don't have to wear the mask again. But I just, I just think it's going to be the, the thing of, of, of we're going to look like it's going to sound bad, but so it's going to look like some Asian countries where they, they weren't, weren't in public, they're wearing a mask. Now they did it to protect, they to protect, protect themselves from sometimes pollution. And also sometimes if they have a cold, they would do it as a courtesy to the federal sure. citizens, not to pass on the cold to the people in the street, not as some kind of pandemic deal. Well, I take into not wearing, like if I'm just walking the street now, I don't, you know, I have my mask in my pocket. So yeah. if I have to go into a store or go into so a, a, a business that, you know, I'll pull my mask out and throw it on. But I, you know, for the most part, I'm, you know, kind of just walking the block maskless. But to your point, Keith, yeah, it is, it is problematic for, for, you know, uh, not knowing because now I just read the day that Target and Starbucks are going to allow people who are in Walmart air quotes, too. making air quotes on vaccinated to walk in without a mask. But then there's going to be knuckleheads who have been the anti-vaxxers all along, you know, the, the screaming Karens about not wanting to wear their masks. And those people are going to be sliding right in next Correct. to you. But, but, but my thing is fuck them. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> I'm covered. So if you want to roll up mask. next to me and you ain't got no mask on and you feeling good about it, Let's just hope that I don't pass something on to you. I mean, that's really, I mean, it, it's its harsh sounding, but that's the reality. Because you I, can't tell who's the difference because what you're going to ask the person, let me see a vaccination card. Right. And, and I mean, people you know, are I printing, actually carry it. I yeah, carry it. but there's people who are printing out fake cards. They just card, cardboard cards that can be easily um, duplicated. If you can get a fake license, you damn sure get that fake cheap card. <laughs> okay. Now, if they would have came with a card that people can't duplicate, then you have, uh, you know, uh, option there because they're coming out soon. I think with a passport that is just special to show that you've been vaccinated, that you can travel to uh, certain countries that um, say that you need a vaccination to come into the country. You know, I, I think I think the government would be wise, especially the CDC, because they have they keep a record of everybody who's vaccinated. Anyway, it's, your, your card is stamped by the CDC. They should just have an online portal. Where you know you type the same information that you use to sign up for your shot, you should be able to download, you know, uh, proof of vaccination, and you know, flash your cell phone when I want to go to the movie theater, or I want to go to a restaurant, or I want to go do some other indoor activity, and they want to make sure that I'm okay. That should be the, the the norm. You just you know walk by and you flash your little phone, show it on your phone and your cell phone or whatever, you know the the the. Whatever, whatever, however they do it, uh, so that it's understood that if this person is vaccinated, this person is vaccinated, and that that will help people keep track of their businesses too. Because again, yeah, I, you know, um, Mark and I went out last week to a restaurant first time, Oof. first, and it was weird. It, it was I, I got to tell you, I, I was I was a little freaked out. You know, um, I was, it was definitely just unnerved. A, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, you know, what I mean, you know, it's like it we go to that a, neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird, weird vibe of being in the in the in that space, um, and you know, ordering food and you know, and trying to relax and eat it. It was it was weird. I mean, you know, it was just it was a weird vibe. It wasn't crowded. It was Applebee's. It wasn't crowded. Yeah, that's the only um, thing that made it easier because we think was was one other table in there, so I felt better, but. I was definitely unnerved by that whole experience. Like, oh man, I'm going to be in this closed environment. I I just felt weird. 
Yeah, and you know, when the guy comes over, he's wearing a mask. The dude that's serving you is wearing a mask. That bothered me, too. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, what do I need to know here? You know, and then I got to take it off to eat. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Well, so, yeah, that's so the new norm. That's so the why, new norm. So while you guys are sitting in the environment and the food is not there, are you? do you have your mask on or you, you keep it off because you guys are both vaccinated? Even though You're the waiter to keep has it on. We okay. did for the longest time. But I think what, the only reason I – when I first – because the rule is – Unless you're eating, you're supposed to have your mask on. I know nobody does it. You, they go in a restaurant and they just take it off right away, just use it to walk through the door. But for the most part, we kept it on. But the thing that my brother just said, there was nobody in there. We were there, I think, one of two tables, and we were in a corner, and then the next table was essentially well, nowhere near. Yeah, so it was on the side of the room, yeah. It was, it was that, but if we were like in a, re- a restaurant where you had like, you know, say every other table, I would have kept my mask on. Well, if, if I'd ever if I'd ever gone in it, but I would have kept my mask on until the food showed up because I, it's just unnerving. I mean, like it's like going to like you know, like you know we all grew up in certain neighborhoods and you like you don't go there. That's exactly how I felt like I don't go in that neighborhood. Now, <laughs> now I've been out to restaurants. I've been to um, Bone Fish and Grill and a couple other places. Uh, they sponsoring us, Keith? You, you giving out you know <laughs> <laughs> you know, commercials here? Yeah. No, I'm just saying. You know, I, I was at these places, but the, the separations from the table was. You wasn't right next to nobody. So, you know, we took off our masks and talked and stuff. But there was enough room between us and the next party, even though it wasn't crowded, but it was well-spaced that you wasn't on. You had to worry about breathing anybody else's ear. And as y'all was saying, the um, the waitress, you know, they all came with their masks and stuff on, and they cleaned the, the tables and stuff and made it very uh, clear. And when I did go to the restroom, I put my mask on. And then I went to the restroom, washed up, came back. Then I took it off when I sat down. You know, we started talking and eating. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it is kind of the new norm, but I'm just not. I'm, I'm just not. I, I didn't. Enjoy, I, you know, I didn't. I, I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much as I should have. Well, well, we got a, a, a request for dinner, and I, I think it's an emergency one that's being uh, called up. So we might have to get together. Is it, it, is it an announcement about to be made? I don't know, but uh, the call went out last week, you know, when we're doing dinner. Yeah, I mean, if we can find a place where we can all sit outside and I can relax, then yeah, I, yeah I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm much for that, yeah. If we can do I, outside, I can outside deal with somewhere. that, but I don't know if I can imagine, because typically we do that on the weekend, which is going to bring out more and more fools. I just Think about the places we go to. I mean, all the places are jam-packed. Oh, my right. gosh. <laughs> yeah. The, the only way we probably could do it is doing the week and then we could get there a little bit earlier and sit outside. Uh, are you sitting in a barrel, Derek? No, I'm not in a barrel. I'm not in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, you know, excuse me, audience. Um, I got a little comfortable, you know. When we started talking about those uh, UFOs, man, I did spark one up. I apologize, please. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if we were to do it during the week or one week where um, you know, you know, you guys are off during the week, and maybe we can hit up uh, a spot, you know, our regular spot next to our. I'm not going to say the name because they ain't sponsoring us. Next to our aunt's house because they got outside dining. Right, they do. You're right, there. Right. Okay. Okay. How, that they got outside dining there. Yeah. Well, you know, you know. They they kind of made it up. Yeah, I, I think so. They did, <laughs> but it's, it's, they it's don't on the sidewalk. Man. It's on the sidewalk. It's on the sidewalk. So All before, right. if a car does careen out of control, it has, to go, <laughs> it has to go through the car. And by the time we hear the screeching and it hits the car, we should be out of the way. You know, with the um, you know our food and our lives, so we should be fine. I ain't, nah, man, that sounds that sounds horrible, man. That but sounds it's, like a, it's horrible. on the sidewalk. 
But you know what? If we go during the week, we probably can sit inside and be comfortable. We need to reach out to our auntie to see what the setup is like. How's that? All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, listen, uh, this is, we're going to be off um, for Memorial Day. And I I guess we probably have one more show before Memorial Day, but I just want to give the audience a heads up. So it's not that we're quitting, it's just that we're taking that weekend off to find a restaurant to go to. The slave um, master is actually giving us a day off. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this cat been driving us on July 4th, Christmas. You got to do this. That. Thank you, I, uh, Supervisor. I, I, I resent that remark, man. I, I, I'm very, very generous with the time. I'm always accommodating anybody's needs. That's why we're getting off the air right now because one of us oh, yeah. Yeah, has to go. Willie Mays um, Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, so, uh, you know, I want to thank you all again for another fine episode of Powell to the People. If you have not subscribed to Powell to the People, you can get us anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find us on social media at Powell to the People on Facebook or Powell to the Peeps on Twitter. P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps on Twitter. You can find us on Pandora. And you can ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Powell to the People. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace.